The biggest thing for me is forgiveness. Mm. And the next thing is committing to myself and committing to the bigger picture. Because mm. the one coffee that I had this morning means nothing to the no coffees that I'll have or that I won't have for the rest of the year. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Success Times Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Thompson, and today is our very first interview uh, done over the internet or remote interview. And when Cody and I started this project, we sort of thought, when can we start doing those uh, remote interviews? And we thought that we saw that the research suggested that 96 or 97% of podcasts don't go past episode 21. So to make it more challenging for us, I think we decided, we agreed that we wouldn't do remote interviews uh, until we surpassed that number. So this is episode 23. And um, so we have successfully passed that benchmark and we've made the decision to start doing uh, some of the interviews remotely. So today's episode is with Jackie Tan. Jackie is the host of the podcast Bodies Built Better and an extremely wonderful person who has had a big career move, career decision, I guess, for, uh, intersection of her life that I'm looking forward to talking with and, and about because I think I resonate a lot with what she's going through and I think a lot of people can, can, can as well. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Jackie Tan. Jackie Tan, welcome to the podcast. How are you? <laughs> Thank you, Richard, for having me. I'm I'm good. I'm actually nervous. <laughs> I'm completely honest. Oh gosh! But it's good to see you again. Don't be. Don't. No reason to be nervous. Now I had the very fortunate opportunity to be on your podcast. I think that must have been last year. It was, yeah. And um, your podcast, uh, Bodies Built Better, uh, is is going gangbusters and so I thought it would be wonderful as we're starting out on Success Times Happiness to get you on and uh, what's interesting that I find is that you've gone through uh, an amazing I guess life experience or, or impasse that I wanted to talk about today. So I guess to kick things off Jack how would you define yourself? <laughs> who is Jackie? Who is Jackie Tan? <laughs> This Hard is question, not an easy up. question. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I would, oh gosh, <laughs> literally answering on the spot here and I'm generally not very good at doing that. So <laughs> i try my best. But I actually I think I would define myself as um, someone who craves adventure and freedom and love and, you know, if you asked me this this time potentially a year ago, I, I would probably say I'd define myself as a massage therapist, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur and, and you know, all of that stuff. But um, obviously and, and what you're referring to is a massive career change and leaving a career of 17 years um, during this time, that was in April, it's currently almost or mid-September, you know, through that small time, I think 
um, I'm learning that I'm much more than, you know, what I do. Um, and I've got a whole lot more to offer than, you know, the job that I was in. So I would define myself as someone who, yeah, is adventurous and loves to learn and loves to love and wants to share that with as many people as possible and yeah just enjoy life i think that's an amazing answer uh unscripted (laughs) or scripted Um, i'm pretty happy with that (laughs) so take me back as you said a 17 year career as a as a massage therapist what points at what point or were there was there a distinctive moment where you thought right i need to have a greater level of introspection here or was it sort of over a period of time where you just felt a little bit unsatisfied? I think it was actually both because, you know, in hindsight, if I was honest with myself from the beginning, I think there would have been, you know, a few years where I thought or where I knew or subconsciously I knew it was it wasn't as fulfilling as it was to begin with. And I, when I think about, you know, when I finally made that decision, that was during a time where, um, you know, the the last, or since 2020, I guess you could say, my life's changed dramatically and and I've had probably the biggest experiences of my life where, you know, for the first time, I moved away from home. So my husband and I moved state um, and, you know, obviously COVID was a huge <laughs> change and experience and um, and then we moved back home. And so like all of these things just kept happening and um, I, I felt like all of these things happened in a way that kind of kept slapping me in the face around the work that I do and, you know, I just started to realise I would get to work and I wasn't excited to get to work and I didn't feel like I was growing and I wasn't being challenged and those are all the things that I value so much and, of course, I mean, you would know and my clients would know and and people who follow me would know that, you know, I preach discovering your potential and um, I and living your your potential and and I just didn't feel like I was doing that and so all of these things just kept coming up for me and um, it was it just came to a point where I couldn't ignore that any longer and um, I was feeling yeah I had to make the decision and so. Um, people ask how I made the decision and I guess I just, for me it was, I wouldn't say painful but we'll use that word for now, but it was more painful to stay in that position than it was to leave it and ultimately that's what it came to, um, which was really hard. Did you get to a place where that place where you uh, staying where you were was physically more challenging than the unknown of leaving or could you or yeah. could you alternatively yeah, could it, you see that that the, the trajectory of that was going to was in the future going to be uncomfortable so you called it early or you that discontent how like what was the level of discontent with yourself and your in your environment 
because I think there's a vast majority of people in the population who, you know, don't live their potential and stay in that job because it is a dangerous position of not fulfilling their every desire, but but unfortunately not so diff- so challenging or so difficult for them to leave. So they're stuck in this grey zone of mm. discontent, which is not forcing them out of that position, um, but also not ticking all the boxes that 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 future potential could. So I guess the question is for you: is yeah, how what level were you at discontent? Were you that that challenge that you're like, all right, I can't stand another day of this, or was it actually? this is fine, but I know there's a greater level of potential out there for me. Yeah, it was certainly the latter. Like I I didn't want to get up every morning and go, oh, not again. Like I want to wake up and feel excited and and I, and give my everything and, and know that I'm being challenged and know that I um, am helping people on another level and and whilst I know I was helping people at the time um, and, you know, my clients were wonderful and it's it has nothing to do with the relationships that I formed because in truth, like if anything, that's the thing I miss the most um, is those beautiful connections. But, but for me it was I know that I'm not living my potential. Like I need to be giving everything at the end of the day and – I need to be excited and I need to be challenged and I need to continue to learn more and then what I've learnt offer that and um, I guess educate others on, on those learnings. Like I just, I just felt so stagnant um, and that for me isn't enough. And, you know, to your point where you say that, you know, there are some out there, a, a lot of people potentially out there who are, doing a job that, you know, they're discontent with, but, you know, potentially maybe the, the money's so great that they'll do it. And I think that's admirable in the sense that, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to make ends meet or um, provide for your family or whatever it is. But I'm lucky in the sense that I was able to get the support from my husband to be able to step back from a position that wasn't fulfilling me um, and to really give myself the chance to um, explore those opportunities. But, you know, on the other hand, if I was in this, if I was earning the money that I want to be earning, would I make the same, would I have made the same decision? I'm not sure. But you know, to be earning what I want to be earning, I need to be working more. And that for me is not the answer either because, you know, it's a physically demanding job. It's also a mentally demanding job and an emotionally demanding job because, you know, people are are there not only with, you know, their physical discomforts but also the emotional discomforts and they share that with you because you provide that safe space for them. And so, um, Mm. yeah, it's, it's a hard decision to make, but at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to be a personal decision. And, uh, what was right for me was to move on. I do love the hypothetical postulation of, um, if money or opportunity were, 
not in question, what would you do with your life? What would fulfill you? Because I do think the people chase the money number, but ultimately, like if you're wired in a way that I think you and I are in the sense that, yes, that's, uh, that's recognition of the work that you do, but realistically, if you're, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, no money can sort of cover over the lack that that, that that job or that role has. And I can speak from very, very strong experience that that is absolutely the case. And uh, no extra money or, or raise or bonus or opportunity can fake that. Uh, and so for, I think, longevity of, of fulfilment comes down to has got less to do about the end number and more to do about is it in line with your values and does it tick does it yeah. tick those boxes of fulfillment that you're looking for um so exactly and then for you you make that decision with the support of your husband where where do you, do you go from there <laughs> well uh this is an interesting one because i've had to consciously make sure and intentionally make sure that I've not rushed into anything because of the, I guess, whether this is my own mind, you know, putting pressure on myself to um, get a job, get an income. Um, but to answer your question, you know, where to from here, like, you know, there's things that I'm working on, you know, like you said, I've got a podcast and, um, you know, I've had some opportunities come up with um, my massage association so I'm still able to you know share what I've learned over the years and you know through my experiences I get to you know teach others um, which is really important to me so whilst there's nothing that's you know set in stone right now there's these different opportunities coming in and out that is really exciting for me and on the flip side, there's also lots of free time, which is really <laughs> freaking scary for me as well. Um, so what's happening now is just trying to remind myself that I don't need to feel guilty right now because we're okay as a unit, <laughs> um, myself and my husband, we're, we're good and, and he's the most supportive caring wonderful person so I'm so lucky in that sense well not lucky I chose him so <laughs> obviously <laughs> um but uh yeah it's 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 one where I'm consciously trying to take the pressure off myself because I know I'm I've got the skills and I've got the knowledge to make something more of my life and myself and you know, um, it's just, it's not completely clear right now what that is. Um, and being okay God, with that like, is tough, but yeah, it's something I'm working on. <laughs> it's like talking to, 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 to myself in a mirror, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think. Um, How did you do it then? Because you, you were in the same position, right? You, I mean, well, not in the same position. You're no doubt earning way more <laughs> than me. So 
for someone who is so good at something and earning great money, like how did you come to the to the decision to to move away from that? You're referring to me leaving law, or yes. Okay. Um, what else did I you leave? I think <laughs> um, the so to answer your question, my biggest pain point was the fact that I was away from home physically. I had to sit in an office. I didn't hate law, very similar to you in terms mm. of the massage. Didn't hate it, didn't fulfill me though. And and maybe in retrospect, I probably, I don't regret anything and any of those decisions, but I probably was a little bit too, I was too, I was, I was young in the sense of going, well, maybe I could have done more in a different side of the law or more of a business side of the law at that age. Um, but I was impatient and I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't want to be in the office for that many hours working for somebody else. And so, um, I thought I could just replicate that doing the online coaching stuff. And sure enough, we were able to do that. So, uh, I'm very conscious. And I think the difficulty, so I referenced, I guess, more of the last six months or five months in my life now to be in that same place as you of going, I was in this post sport. Do I go back and race? Do I go back and coach full time? Do I go back and be a lawyer um, position now? And I can very much resonate with you in the, in the sense of, I don't want to, I didn't want to make a snap decision because it became difficult. Like the, that feeling of unease, right. is so, mm when you are, have a tr have a trodden path or a career or you know what, even in the next 12 to 18 months, you're very certain of what that next period of time looks like. There's a lot of safety and certainty around that. And when you don't have that, when you're like, I don't know, you're literally opening up a choose your own Avenger book because you could go any which way. You, as I said, I'm with you, you, know, you have these tools inside of you that you know that you can achieve anything you want. And my position is that you can achieve anything you want in life. Anybody can, you've got to want it, but there's nothing stopping you from doing anything. But like we said before, like it's got to tick your boxes of, of mm. what you're looking for in life. And if that is, if that all of that means that you are a volunteer gardener at the botanical gardens, that's your jam, then that's beautiful. Obviously, you got to pay bills somehow, and you got to work that out. But then that's then you you work that out. But my biggest issue was, I mean, back in you know seven years ago when I left law, I knew what I wanted. I was like, this isn't great, but I know that I can. You know, my passion. I really enjoyed working with people to coach, uh, and I could do that online, and I could make a business out of that. I understood all of that, and I just did that. This year, it's like oh, I don't know where. For a long time, don't really know what I'm, what I'm actually wanting. So from from life, so uh, what what it's going to actually what's going to actually fulfil me. So that's a much more challenging and confronting position to be in. And so that leads us to the next point, which I wanted to ask you about and talk to you about is is leaning in and I guess doing the hard things, which you know your your experience with this. And that sort of leans to that whole idea of embracing the discomfort of having so much spare time on your hands now. But 
What's your strategy or thought process around doing the hard things? Well, I guess when I'm in the middle of it, like during this whole time, there have been ebbs and flows where I can be really excited about what's to come and the possibilities or opportunities. Um, And then, of course, there are times where I'm obviously really down and hard on myself because things aren't happening quick enough or I don't have clarity yet or whatever it is. And those are the moments where I really make an effort to stop and pause and step back because if I don't, then I could very well make a decision, um, a rash decision based on fear because of how I feel in that moment. So doing hard things when when it gets tough, <laughs> just stop and, and just take stock of where I'm at and what I've been through to get to that position. Um, but, you know, I've also talked about hard things in the past, you know, as, as in, in terms of setting new goals or um, trying to achieve new things or break habits and, you know, as little as, I mean, little, it's all relative to who you are and what you do and how you think. But, you know, quitting coffee, for example, is something that I've been trying to do, which <laughs> might not seem grand and huge and um, but it's one of those things where I find it hard. So all the little things I believe that are hard, annoyingly hard, from the little to the really extreme things, by practicing doing these things, it really does um, build that armour. So when you do or when you are faced with something, you know, harder, awful, um, it does help you to stop and take stock and make a decision that is going to serve you and not something that you could potentially regret. So, um, yeah, hard things is something that I've really tried to incorporate in my life, no matter how small I might feel or how irrelevant I might think it is. Because, mm. yeah, practicing that and moving through those feelings and dealing with that and being consistent and committing and, you know, all of those things help to build that armour for the, the, the bigger stuff that comes along. When you have um, that conversation with yourself that, okay, I acknowledge doing hard things is the answer, okay? Like I think that's a fairly safe position to, to come to because – discomfort is, you know, uh, or sacrifice is essentially putting off today's pleasure for a much greater level of uh, pleasure in the future. Um, that you have this conversation with yourself to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I know that's going to be challenging, however small, but then we're all human and we don't follow through when on things that we promise to ourselves um, that we have done or that we will do rather. How do you talk to yourself when you do fail, when you do have that coffee or you, let's say you, you, you're wanting to break a habit of uh, not having anything sugary after dinner and yet the next day you do it 
and <laughs> or the next week you do it and you know it is i think it's it's interesting that you do say however small but it's almost like you fail at that you're in and no one knows this right no one knows that i've just scoffed a family block of chocolate you know last night but you do like i like i i know that and so then it, then there's this impasse of your subconscious going or even your your conscious to go well man you just promised yourself you wouldn't do that and you've just bailed on yourself and that happens to everyone every day of the year and story and so then of no my life <laughs> no wonder no wonder we we talk negatively about ourselves to ourselves uh, and look at the mirror and look at just you know disdain because you know every single you know cross you've bared and every failure you've made to yourself how do you jack uh knowing all that how do you talk to yourself how do you forgive yourself how do you rectify that situation to give yourself another chance <laughs> i'm gonna let you in on a secret i had a coffee <laughs> today in fact i've had more <laughs> More uh, coffees in the last three weeks um, than I have had <laughs> since I quit. And the reason I say this is because I now know that I can start and I now know that I will start again. And so the biggest thing for me is forgiveness mm. and the next thing is committing to myself. And committing to the bigger picture because mm. the one coffee that I had this morning means nothing to the no coffees that I'll have or that I won't have for the rest of the year or for the next six weeks. And so whilst, you know, I've committed to something, no coffee for the next 12 months, I'm no worse off for that one coffee that I do have, or I I'm not a, bad person because I chose to have a coffee one morning or two mornings in a row. Mm. The most important thing mm. for me is knowing that I'll get back on track and that the next 12 months or the next six weeks or the next week, seven days, whatever it is, knowing that I'll get back to it is way more important to me than um, <laughs> scolding myself for the one or two that I do have. So it, it, is, it is bigger picture thinking for me and that's what I've failed to do in the past because I, I have, I've done exactly what you've said. I've, you know, berated myself over <laughs> a block of chocolate and I'm like, oh, well, no one knows. I'll just do it again the next night. <laughs> but holding myself accountable and, and, you know, I'm getting better at it because, you know, I'm doing a lot of work over the last, you know, 18 months now with self-awareness and self-love and all of this and really getting to know myself. And um, I'm lucky to have people around me who who I'm learning from as well and, and who are able to teach me, you know, these better habits and how to make these changes. And, yeah, that mindset of, you know, forgiveness, let's take in the bigger picture here and commit, recommit to that bigger picture has been the game changer for me. Yeah, I think forgiveness is a huge one, per self-forgiveness, mm. because we're quite happy to, like the idea of unconditional love, let, let you unconditionally love your child or you unconditionally love your parents, 
And by virtue of that definition is that you will love them no matter what. And, um, and, and it's, I think it's important for the people in anyone's life that you unconditionally love to on the, on a true sense of that meaning that you can, no matter what you do, I will love you. Um, that has to, there is a position whereby it's hard to do that if you don't unconditionally love yourself. And by mm. virtue of that is that you've got to, you've got to be able to actively forgive yourself because to, because you, you will, or in other words, you love your, you'll love yourself irrespective of your failures. And I do think, um, people have a, they struggle with a relationship with themselves quite rightly, I guess, because you do know all the failures you've done in, in 30, 40 years of your history, whereas no one else knows that. And they can come big mistakes to the eating chocolate or having a coffee when you've told yourself you wouldn't. Mm. Um, but I think, I think awareness of that, and I do, as I agree with you, I think forgiveness is a huge step that has to happen because you're human and we all make mistakes. Exactly. Absolutely. So where do you, where do you, do you, now you're in this place, the reason why, I mean, I really wanted to get you on, um, not only because you're, you're a wonderful human, but I think that a lot of people can take inspiration from you because as I said, I think people sit in that gray space of not jumping because they're, I guess, contently discontent and, do you look back now you're here and regret the time it took you to get there? No. No. No, I do not. <laughs> I I believe I choose to believe that you know things happen at the time they're meant to happen. Um mm. and so much has happened throughout my career and I think I needed to have so there was a very difficult period in my career that I want to say almost broke me and I believe I needed to have you know this time afterwards I it almost it was almost like my career needed to end on my terms um on a positive note and that's for me what I think I did and so no there's no regrets how how it happened or how it played out because when when it got difficult in that moment of that your career why didn't it why didn't you have why wasn't the discontent so strong then that made you that didn't force you to leave at that point because i never felt so i had these grand dreams and vision for what i thought my business would look like and um you know what I was striving for and you know it was still really strong like I still had something to go for like I hadn't reached what I what I'd wanted in my career and so that was always what I was going for and you know during the hard time yes it was hard but I still felt I had more to give and so that's why I kept going. Um, and, and this time round, I just felt like that was, uh, I, yeah, hadn't, I'd given everything. <laughs> I, I literally didn't feel like there was any more I could give that would make a difference to 
people or at least make a difference to the way I felt and the way I was showing up. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. And so looking forward other than like what are you doing now to what does the future need to look like for you to be fulfilled? Honestly, I'm still trying to figure this out. <laughs> mm. I And that used to really scare me. Like obviously I've been someone who's always had – it's a grand vision. I've always had dreams and I know what I'm striving for. And so I set the goals in order to get there. And now I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I don't yet know what I'm aiming for in the sense of what that looks like. I can tell you what I'm aiming for in terms of how I feel. I want to feel mm. excited to show up. I want to feel like I'm making a difference and I, I want to feel joy when I'm doing it. But what that looks like I'm doing, I'm not yet sure. And so I'm not putting pressure on myself to figure it out right now because I, I think there's so many different ways that I can experience that. And so trying to find one thing um, is I think would, would just – hold me back and you know it's placing these limitations on ourselves which we're so good at doing mm. and so why do that when you could do a whole bunch of stuff and and why I guess I don't want my mind to hold me back which is why I've yet to go this is what I'm doing because there is so much more beyond what I even know it's that whole you don't know what you don't know right so I'm out here just going, I can do this, <laughs> good at this and keep doing the things that I really enjoy. And mm. by doing that, um, by osmosis, I'm hoping you're just going to draw all the good things into me, right? Um, but, it, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, there's going to be a point where I go, right, I do know what I want to do and I feel like that's going to be because I've been able to um, let all these other things come in and show up for me and I don't think if I didn't have this mindset I don't think I would be open to even realize that there's all this other stuff that could happen um that's what I'm choosing to yeah believe no anyway. I accept <laughs> I know I accept that definitely accept that my I certainly think in this iteration of my life I I'm I'm I was worried that that feeling of of I guess treading water, let's call it, and waiting for uh, the 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 light bulb to flick on to go. This is the direction that I need to go. My I guess personally, I was worried that that feeling that was going to become comfortable. The feeling of the, the anxiety around it was going to become so normalized that I almost that I was worried that, that I'd need that feeling. So that would get in my way of making a clear decision of going, well, I need, I'm going to go down this path. And if that path is not the path that I want to go down, then that's okay, but I'm going to choose that path rather than be unsure and not move, if that makes sense. So are you saying you would rather tread water or you wouldn't? No, I think do, well, do you I, there is a period of time. That, but, yeah, yeah, you need, I think you need to obviously spend that time treading water and going, okay, I, I, I know that that isn't, that isn't what fills my cup up. That isn't what's lighting my life up. 
So I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to tread water until I find that. Yeah. And there's an, as we discussed, there's an element of anxiety or challenge just to be in that space of uncertainty. Hugely. But I guess there's, you become comfortable in that. You become, if you become comfortable there, then you'll be there forever of going, well, I don't really in want to choose water? anything. Yeah, in, yeah. Just in case it's not the path that I want to go down yeah. and therefore I won't, unless it's, unless every duck is in a line, unless every light is green, I'm not going to go that direction. Therefore you sit there and tread water and then you become 70 years of age and still not really sure what I'm going to do with my life. Mm. And so, you know, there is that adage of going, okay, well, at some point you've got to make a decision. And that's what, for me at least, that was like, okay, I, I was scared that I'd be treading water for the rest of my life because I'm not sure how, uh, because I wasn't prepared to make a decision either way. So have you made a decision? I, I think I have and um, that's <laughs> just, by, just by saying I think I have puts conditions on it but um, I'm more clear more clear about that direction than I have ever been. So um, there is certainly and, the unknown and, and that- I think it, that – I guess my point – I guess my point is that it's the knowing feeling and the known risks of treading water is safer now than going down a path where you're not 100% sure of the outcome or the success of what mm. that looks like or whether or not that, that, that path will tick all the boxes that you're looking for. And so that's where that, that's I would love the difficulty, to know that- right? Where you're like, I know. Yeah. You get? How did you get there? So how, how, how long have you been treading water and you've gone, actually, I'm okay with this until the right thing comes up for me? Oh, I was happy to tread water. It's been probably four or five months and I was from the beginning I was happy to tread water until uh, until, um, until something came along that, that lit my fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it became I was doing myself a disservice by treading water because I wasn't I was looking at every single option and, and, but I could sense that there was trepidation of going down a path of any path, because that means that I would have to then risk, I don't know whether it was the opportunity cost of the other paths or whether it was the fact that I was becoming very safe in the area of, in that treading water that I was Mm. like, I don't want to, I don't want to commit because that's unknown. So, yeah. um, And that's, that's interesting because, I've felt like in my circumstances, things that have come up for me, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and those things haven't been things that take up, you know, my entire week. That's Neither of them have been full-time things. And so mm. I guess for me it makes it easy to go, yeah, I'll commit to that. Let's see what happens. So that's how I've taken things that have come into my path. But I'd love to know... Like in terms of what you're talking about, last four months, are you mm. referring to having worked for a very long time towards Ultraman? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean through that Ultraman. So I, that was a three-year commitment, mm. I guess, by virtue of COVID and, and life that sort of extended itself to a three-year envelope and all of my contracts and sponsorships were geared around that three-year Time frame, and at the start of that three years, I had essentially a full time uh, 
amount of athletes that I was coaching. And because of that, because I had that three-year runway of, of being, a, I guess, a, a paid athlete that I didn't need to coach that many people. So I gradually dropped that down to only a handful. And then Ultraman sort of finished as it did in May. And now I've got only a handful of athletes that I coach. Uh, I still enjoy that, but probably not to the level of that I did. Um, I don't enjoy. I don't en- wouldn't enjoy a full time capacity. I enjoy the, the handful of athletes that I do coach, and I feel very privileged to be able to do that. But the idea of going back and being a full time online coach didn't doesn't light my fire. Mm. And then yeah, it's the question of well, do I go back into the sport? Uh, how do I feel about that? Do I do I go back into law? I have got you know, a, probably a 25-year career ahead of me in, in law if I go back there. And I've got to think about the financial future of my children. Uh, so, yeah, there's a huge amount of things to consider as well as other online business ideas that I have and and things mm. like that. So the difficulty, I guess, is like I've got these skills and I can do, you know, I can put my mind to anything, but it's what's going to fulfill me. And that, I guess, that, uh, yeah, the anxiety of, treading water and not really making a decision um, was doing, I could see at least in self introspection that I could see that it was, I was doing myself a disservice by staying in that treading water position. So I knew that at some point sooner rather than later, I had to make, I, I would have had to make a decision to, to move in a direction and not just sit there. Do you feel like you got everything that you wanted out of those three years out of the sport? I don't know when you became the host and I became the guest um, of this episode. You um, you knew but, I had questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think other than the actual performance I did, but it's never for me. It really wasn't. It wasn't so much about the performance rather than the actual journey of it. But which is pretty cliche to say. But the goal for me, the the attraction was. What can I do physically? What can I do physically? Not what can anyone else do? And um, I know I I was satisfied with what I was able to achieve, at least even in training, in the lead up to that race. Um, I was able to make it into a into a business for myself that I would never dream of. Like that was just, and I'll look back in that those three years and think that's insane that I was able to represent so many amazing brands and to the level that um, I was able to do and learned a lot through that process as well. Definitely a question is like, if I was to go back, I would definitely go back. It would have to be for, for me I don't, in the sense that I would go back without sponsors and I would go back without the limelight mm. or whatever that, however you define that in a niche sport like Ultraman, uh, but go back and do it just for that. And just to go and break 20 hours. That's what, that was my goal. And, um, and do it and then leave because without any fanfare, without any Instagram, anything, just go and do it. And that opportunity I think will still be there in the next couple of years based on physiology of, 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 of endurance sport. But right now I'm not, there's not that pull for me to, yeah. to go and do that right now. So I can't fake that. You can't fake 30 hours of training into mm. something that you don't really want to do. So, but if I'm being honest with my with myself, I probably only was drawn to do that because of the the business side of it. So I was obliged to do the race. I was like I had 
contracts in place. And I was like, okay, well, I've set out to achieve something. I like the idea of planning it and logistics and all that and training, but I don't miss it. If that's the question as well. Like I, I could count on a number of on my hand, how many times I've ridden a bike since May. So I certainly don't miss the training. I, I definitely look at it as work, but um, yeah, I think on that side of things, yeah, if, if the desire comes back, it'll come back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not trying. You can't fake that. That's so interesting. I because I think it comes back to you know what you asked me earlier about regret and you know do you regret not having left earlier and, and whatnot and um, you know same for you in terms of you know do you regret anything and um, it doesn't you've obviously really thought about it and and you are in touch with how you feel and, you know, honest with yourself, which is really refreshing to hear. Um, but, yeah, I, I find it interesting in the sense that, you know, when I think back on my career and, you know, the the huge <laughs> vision that I had for myself and, um, you know, the work and the energy and the time and the sacrifice, you know, put into that, I'm sometimes really sad about not having reached the potential I believe it had. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I guess I relate that back to what you did and, you know, the amount of time that an energy and sacrifice you made to achieve something. Um, yeah. So that's why I ask. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that sadness and regret are mutually exclusive though. I think you can look back at experiences in your life or crossroads or decisions that you've made or relationships that you've had and you can be sad that they turned out the way they did or that mm. um, that you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve but I think you can still – and that's okay. That's a good emotion to feel because mm. it meant something to you. That goal meant something to you. You'd be sad. You know, I think I'll be sad if, if I don't go back and not break 20 hours officially but I'll – I'll re I won't regret not going back, for instance, going if, if, if a crystal balling, if the alternate was worthwhile. And even if the alternate is worthwhile in the sense of the next, let's say, five years, if the alternate uh, decision is worthwhile, that won't change the fact that I will still be sad that I didn't do it. But I, I guess what you're trying to, what we're both trying to avoid going forward here is not regretting uh, yeah. decisions. And I think, and I think that's really important. And that just comes back to understanding, understanding yourself and, and being true to that. So I think if you're not true to yourself, that's when the regrets come in on all cases. So yeah, absolutely. Jack, this has been, this has been beautiful. And I feel like, yeah, uh, we haven't really scratched it, but, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take over. I'll take over this episode as a, as a proper, as a proper oh, host. That's right. um, this is yours. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. This is this is meant to be my episode. Um, every guest we have on, we have rapid fire questions, which you do have had. You have had notice, other as against the first question I threw at you. So the very first question is: How? What was the number one tip you would give someone who are, who is searching to be more successful in their life? Self awareness, one hundred percent. If you don't know yourself, you can't make decisions that will truly serve you i believe and what how i do don't you know get, how rapid how, fire you how want could, these 
No, no, that's fine. Uh, let me. Uh, it's okay. Let me let me ask the follow up question on that. Then, how does someone who may not be so self aware? How do you? What is the first step to that process? Well, I think the first step is wanting to get to know yourself. So even being aware of the fact that you're not aware is self awareness. So sure. committing to, um, you know, getting to know yourself. Whether um, and the best thing I would say is when you react to something, asking yourself or taking a step back and actually asking why you reacted in that way. Um, and if you're so unaware that you're not even aware that you're reacting <laughs> a certain way and you really want to work on self-awareness, then what I would say is ask the people around you those sorts of questions. How you react. And um, mm. how you react and be willing to accept what they say um, without reacting <laughs> um, because that and and that that's going to be hard for those people as well like um you know whether it's friends or family they're not going to want to tell you you know one mm. time you reacted in a way that was just over the top or you know whatever it is mm. but um getting that feedback from the people that you really trust and care about is one way to start that process um and then it's like yarn right like it's pulling the string it's like one thing after another how else can i get to know myself when you know even asking yourself you know depend on asking yourself with the decisions that you've made in the past why exactly you made them with the relationships mm. you've had in the past that maybe didn't work out why didn't they work out and instead of putting it on everyone else or um you know bring the limelight on yourself mm. what is it Take that you yeah, it's it's responsibility, it's accountability. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I'd start. It's just it's just bringing that spotlight back on you and questioning everything that you do. Okay, number one tip on someone looking to be more happy in their life: self awareness. <laughs> okay, fair play as well. Fair play it comes back to that, I, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the more aware of, you know what you say, what you do, why you make those decisions, um, you know, your values and what you believe, you know, that your, your choices are going to reflect your values. Mm. And if you're choosing something that doesn't reflect what you think is a value of your yours, then that's something that needs to be figured out and, and worked on. And um, once you do that, you're able then to, to move through life and, um, you know, consciously, there's so many times where, I mean, how many times have we made a decision based on what we think is right for ourselves, but really it's what we think is right for someone else or what's going to make someone mm. else happy, which will make, give ourselves happiness. Like mm. again, bringing that spotlight back on ourselves, um, so that we can make path. choices again that serve us. Yeah. Great. Uh, number one book that you, that you gift or that you recommend. I I love books and so this was really hard for me. <laughs> and I'm someone who reads like five books at a time. <laughs> read, I don't <laughs> read books from start to finish. I kind of take what I need and then move on. So yeah. I was trying to think of the books that have really made an impact in my life over the years. 
So recently, or recently, I say recently, it was the last three years, but Heavily Meditated by Caitlin Katie came to me in my life where things were really shit, really hard. And um, that book changed, it changed my life. Like I really feel like um, meditation has had a profound impact on my life. So I'd have to say that one um, because it's most recently had such an impact on my life. But I love books and there are so many great books that I could say, but that wouldn't be rapid fire. So we'll leave it at that. Um, And most influential person in your life, Jack? (laughs) I suck at rapid fire. (laughs) I don't have one person. I, um, (laughs) I, I truly believe that I can learn something from every single person that I come in contact with. Um, and over the years, the people that have been most influential have been most influential for that period of my life. And, uh, you know, I've, I've taken what I've needed, so to speak, um, and applied it to life and, and it's been really impactful. So there are so many different influential people throughout my life who um, I'm so grateful to. Um, but if you really want me to name someone. <laughs> I have to say my parents and my husband, um, they are my rocks. Perfect. That was pretty rapid fire. Um, and finally, uh, a person famous or otherwise who you think we should get on the podcast? I think you should get on your podcast, Rich Roll. I would be super interested to hear the conversation that the two of you would have. Um, I think he's really interesting. He's also done Ultraman and I think your conversations together, I think, yeah, would be profound. I think it would be an interesting conversation, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) Jackie Tan, thank you so much for coming on, being our first remote interview of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, it's, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome to be on yours last year and it's, it's such a privilege to have you on, on ours. Thank you, Rich. That was Jackie Tan. I hope you all enjoyed what we discussed about in terms of embracing difficulty and choosing the hard things and, and listening and understanding your own self and what you want to achieve in your life really amazing chat and so privileged to have the time with jack if you did like that episode feel free to share it with people that you think will also enjoy it otherwise we would love you to follow the podcast whichever which way you get it and until next time peace 